Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show podcast today. Got another very special guest, and that's because Evan Britton is on the show. My friend, how are you? Good to see you. First things first, Famous Birthdays, which you started, is a top 300 site on mobile in the United States of America. Yeah, it's it's up there. It, it, it go, It's definitely top 1,000, and, and it goes ebbs and flows, but it's definitely one of the most visited sites on the web, especially organically. Uh, you know, we don't promote the site. It happens all organically. So it's definitely one of the top few hundred organic sites on the internet. Was that your goal from the beginning? Were you thinking that this is a site that people could be revisiting every day? And was that part of the strategy when you launched it? No, it wasn't. We backed into it for sure. You know, I had passion for UX and building websites that's what I cared about, making a cool website that users visit. I definitely didn't think it would be a top thousand site. Or, um, but you know, it's been eleven years, and we've stayed in our lane, and uh, it just slowly grew. It wasn't like it went from one million users to twenty in one year. It like grew four percent a month for like five years in a row. So it went from one million. Six months later, one and a half. Six months later, two and a half. Six months later, three and a half. So I never thought we'd get as big as it did. And there wasn't one moment where we had a hockey stick. It right. was more of like a slow and steady, consistent growth. Your platform does something. And for those that don't know, you know, it tells people basically whose birthday it is and ranks them based on popularity. But your platform is able to spot out talent incredibly early. How the heck do you guys do that? I saw you posted about, you know, having been the first or, you know, one of the first to recognize uh, Addison Ray. Yeah, you know, we were the first. We were the first. The first. And, it, and, you know, our site's not just about birthdays. The way I explain it is IMDB for creators. So birthdays often the first thing people want to know, but we've manually wrote 250,000 bios. So wow. we write about, you know, what the creator does, what platform they're on, what type of content they do, who they collaborate with, what they did before fame, you know, so then we have the, obviously the birthday and kind of the structured info on them. And then we have the rankings based on our users. So it's, it's an experience kind of like you might, I might go to IMDB to learn about, um, you know, Tom Hanks, or I might go to Wikipedia to learn about LeBron, right. you know, people will come to famous birthdays to learn about creators. Um, so how we're able to spot talent is based on the searches. Uh, the search engine on our site is searched 20 million times per month. And that's not on Google, that's on famousbirthdays.com. So users wow. come to our search box to search and they might search a TV show like Stranger Things. They might search a profession like football player, but most of the searches are for someone's name. So we can see in the last week what name was the most searched. Uh, and then we can also compare it, you know, compared to last month, who's getting significantly more searches, who's flat and who's declining. So the Addison Ray example, we saw that, you know, her and Charlie D'Amelio in mid-2019 were being searched as much as the mainstream stars like Taylor Swift and Beyonce, but they only had like a million followers. 
So we knew that there was insane momentum with them, not from their followers, not from their engagement, but from seeing what was happening on our site. And that's our differentiator. You know, everyone looks at data from other platforms. We look at our own data to see what's happening on famous birthdays. And since we're agnostic and we profile creators, regardless of what platform they're on, whether it's Spotify, Netflix, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, we don't care where it's happening because people are coming to our IMDb Wikipedia to learn about them. We're able to really spot trends in real time because we're not skewed towards any one source. Fascinating. What is the barometer for you guys in terms of like, what is the level? Like Instagram has verification. Uh, Wikipedia has just who gets a Wikipedia page. You guys, what is your you know barometer yeah. of that? Good question. The one thing which is very important, we're very agnostic, meaning that, you know, we don't pick favorites. It's not based on what we think. It's all based on the users. So that's important. You know, it's very important for us to kind of stay agnostic and platform agnostic, creator agnostic, celebrity agnostic. So that's A. So it's really first based on users. We can see what users are searching. Now, if some, a user searches Addison Ray or LeBron James, they'll get content. But if they search Evan Britton, myself, they'll get Evan Britton is not found because I'm not on the site. So we're able to see those searches every day. So if we see a creator, celebrity, TV show, band being searched a lot, then we'll know that that might warrant a profile. Then we'll do a manual check to make sure it's authentic. Like it's a creator with maybe 100,000 followers right. or it's a band that's, you know, of note or a TV show that's actually, you know, has an audience. And then we'll uh, add the profile for that, you know, celebrity creator or piece of entertainment. Interesting. And you've definitely seen that the creator, you know, subject is much bigger. Is it bigger than all of the others combined? On our platform, yes, and we have seen it. You know, we did have, we didn't have an aha moment with our traffic, but we did have it with our data. In 2014, we saw these Vine stars being searched more than oh. traditional stars. I knew nothing about creators. I'm a sports fan and I care about UX. I, I was not on Vine or any of the social platforms, mm -hmm. but we saw it in our data. And we saw that there was these Vine stars with two, three million Twitter followers but they weren't on Wikipedia. But then there's someone who maybe had a speaking line in a movie that had 100 or maybe 5,000 followers and were on Wikipedia. So we saw early there was a real gap between you know, who the public thought had the fame and where the actual user fandom passion was. So that was an aha moment. We're like, wow, these people are nowhere near Wikipedia, but people want to learn more about them. And, you know, that's the void that we filled. Fascinating. Now, when you look at the sort of, I guess, creator landscape, it's come a very long way since 2014. Um, so you, you guys were, you know, Vine so early. Why do you think that I guess to start with the beginning of it, why do you think these internet creators are getting searched so much more than mainstream celebrities? Is it because that when 
the point of discovery is so much smaller and you're curious to learn more with the digital personas. Whereas yeah. the physical, if you're introduced through a movie, you basically know they're an actor. They get paid to do this. This is their personality. Right. You see them for two hours, you know, or yeah. you see a singer. This is their music. This is that. Right. Is that what it is? I think there's three reasons. A, with a creator, you'll get your more touch. Remember, when there's an actor, he, he or she will play a role. And then the next movie, they're a different role. Whereas a creator, it's their direct person. And instead of watching them in some movie acting as someone else, you're seeing them brush their teeth or jump out of mm. an airplane or make fun videos. So right. it's just a more, uh, it's a type of format that's more connective, A. B is it's quicker. You know, you watch it, you can only watch in a two hour movie, usually TikTok's 15 seconds. So in a two hour movie, you can do 480 TikToks. That's so, right. you know, in a given movie, you're only going to be able to connect with a few actors where on social, it's so quick. There's a much more TAM, total dresser marker appetite to connect with more creators. And then, you know, the social platforms, I think they get discounted, but they're, these social platforms are worth a lot more money than the movie studios. And they're making amazing technology and tools and platforms to let users connect with fans. And they're also helping, I mean, connect with creators and they're also helping creators make amazing content. So it's just, a, and then also with 5G and the iPhone's power, you can turn on your phone and get amazing content from a creator in a minute. Whereas, you know, sometimes the movie content's not even as good as what the creators are creating. And look what Mr. Beast is doing. So I just think it's almost a perfect storm of quicker content, better format, and then so much technology and innovation around the creator economy where that's just where consumption is headed. You know, then then you add on comments and all of that. You can't really comment under a movie and engage with the actor. Right. That's on true. On social, it's just a whole nother level. So the game's over, frankly. And like, you know, it's like Will Smith is now was getting big on TikTok and J-Lo contacted Charlie D'Amelio to have her be in her music video. So I think a lot of traditional celebrities are trying to jump on to the um, social platform wave as opposed to vice versa. Yeah, they have to. And it's got to be tougher because it can't be as polished and things of that nature for them. So there's definitely an adjustment there. Yes. Um, so, you know, obviously it's over between the traditional mediums of content consumption, but it's not over between the platforms. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, there's an ongoing world social media war between, uh, you know, YouTube, uh, Instagram, TikTok. And then if you want to be generous, you could name some other platforms. But, um, you know, how do you see this playing out? Like what if you had to predict, you know, the way of the next two years on short form content, who who do you think wins? You know, traditionally, a misconception has been that one social network eats another, you know, like Twitter does, you know, quick news tweets, LinkedIn's for career, Twitch is for gaming. Pinterest is, you know, arts and crafts content. YouTube had the five minute video. Instagram was the picture. Snap was like messaging. Uh, TikTok was short form. So they all grew on their own. You know, Snap is 350 million daily users. So everyone says TikTok's owning social. 
Well, tick, you know, Snapchat has a monster audience. So does YouTube. So does Instagram. So I don't see it as one platform will win. I think since consumption and the creator economy and media and technology is headed this way, there's going to be multiple platforms that win. That said, I do think there's a war in short form because that's been a huge new channel. But it's not to say that in YouTube's five-minute experience or Instagram's picture experience or Snapchat's messaging experience is going to go away. But I think these platforms see how much appetite there is for short form. So that's where there's a lot of competition. And I don't see there being one winner because people are ready on Instagram for pictures and stories. So they'll, they'll watch reels there. People are ready on YouTube for long form. So they'll watch short there. And then TikTok already is the leader in short form. So I, I think all platforms are going to be strong. I think it's hard for a new one to break out. You know, Be Real is the one that is trying to make an impact. But I think that's the bigger re reality is new platforms aren't going to break out. But the existing uh, huge scaled $500 billion plus dollar companies are going to just get stronger. Do you think that TikTok is vulnerable, though, to a platform like YouTube as they monetize short form? No, I don't. I, I think uh, I think YouTube's going to go do well in shorts, but I don't think TikTok is vulnerable because TikTok's amazing for discovery. They have so many creators on there. Their AI is awesome. If 10% yeah. of creators dropped off TikTok, it would still be an amazing experience because their AI would find other creators doing that content. Right. It is incredible. You find your audience in a way on that platform. YouTube, I've had similar experiences, but I'll say this. So like I do a, a lot of collectibles content personally, right? And I've found that on TikTok, it's more people who enjoy it. And on YouTube, it's people who are passionate about it, but maybe not in the way I want them to be passionate about it. They think it's the dumbest thing they've ever seen. And that is an interesting case study personally on sort of the AI difference between those platforms. Um, yeah, that makes sense too. The AI is, you know, the AI is, is amazing. Like whether, like what, what we might think about it for its, its effect on society, but just as a standalone technology, it is amazing because, you know, TikTok makes it so easy for creators to create. Now, creators are passionate and they're smart and they're great at what they do. TikTok gives them a tailwind by giving them tools, but then also by giving them eyeballs. So, you know, TikTok learns what the user wants based on their behavior. And then there's content for them uh, via the AI. And, you know, that was a real breakthrough in, in social media that, that we don't need a follower graph anymore. So for sure, yeah. uh, in terms of, you know, ways that you market famous birthdays, uh, I saw you announced that it's now on Alexa. Yes. So for people who have, you know, Alexa, they can, I guess, ask whose birthday it is and what, what else can they do? Well, it's not just birthday. Again, we're like the Wikipedia. So if you say Alexa, who is Brent Rivera or oh, who so is it'll, Josh Ridge? go to famous birthdays. It reads our bio. Yes, it doesn't. So it doesn't even mention famous birthdays. It's just like it'll Alexa, who is Brent Rivera? It'll read word for word what's on our bio. Wow. So over Wikipedia, over whatever else. Well, that was the thing with Alexa. And that's remember Wikipedia, 99% of creators on our platform aren't on Wikipedia. 
So if Got you say it. Alexa, who is LeBron James or who is Charlie D'Amelio, it'll use the Wikipedia. But if you say who is Brett Rivera or who is, you know, 99% of the creators on our site, it'll respond with our bio because they're not in Wikipedia. Got it. That makes sense. That's super cool. But it is cool. so, so what, in terms of marketing, you said that it, it doesn't mention the site, but I guess people knowing that fact makes it interesting to see what bio is there of them or of the people that they know, because that's what would be read out loud. Well, it's just a utility. So our deal with Alexa isn't for promotion. It's more of a, you know, partnership where we're, you know, we're, we're compensating other ways versus promotion, Mm -hmm. but you know, we want to add utility and we're not in voice. So if somebody asks Alexa, who is creator, we'll respond with that info. It's not to promote famous birthdays as much as it is to build utility. Um, and, you know, on the web, we have you on our app, utility is directly. So if anyone is interested in a celebrity or creator or TV show, movie, band, web group, they can come to us to learn about them and discover other similar types. So that's kind of what, uh, you know, what we offer. Our site's not visited every day. I'm sure all of your listeners have been on famous birthdays. Mm-hmm. Maybe without realizing it, people don't come to our site 20 times a day like Snap or TikTok, and they don't stay for a half hour. We're okay with that because we play our role in the ecosystem to be that Wikipedia IMDb platform. Right. It's fact-based. We're also not the news. You know, we're not news. We're facts about uh, the creators, and, um, you know, that's what we do well. That's awesome. I, I really, the Alexa partnership was cool. Um, Thank you. in terms of promoting the site, what are the routes at which you do that? Do you spend a lot of time on SEO or just or straight organic? What, what is no, it? I believe in helping the user. I've probably said the user five times in this call without mentioning. <laughs> you know, we just, we've been doing this for 11 years. We want to make sure the user has a good experience. And if that happens, you know, we'll let everything else, let the chips fall where they may. So, right. so we can see what users are searching. So we make sure we add value there. If we don't have the content, if we do have the content, we make it better. Our platform is extremely fast, easy to use. Um, And with that, you know, and the other thing is we're focused. You know, if people, if over 11 years, you add value in a very consistent way, eventually users respect and know you for that. So, So we've offered a good enough experience so many times that, our direct traffic continues to grow. Our app traffic continues to grow because users understand our brand. Awesome. Do you know any of the records? Like who's been searched the most times in a single day or? I mean, the queen, it was interesting. The queen became number one when she passed away last month. We hadn't had a number one in almost a year and a half. It had been Charlie D'Amelio. So that was interesting because it was more of a current event. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Bieber was like our first ever number one. Then it went to Jacob Satoris, who was a musically star. I remember, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it went to Annie DeBlanc, who was a YouTube star with her family. And then it came Charlie on TikTok. You know, Molly Bobby Brown got to number two when Stranger Things was breaking records earlier this year. So it's interesting to see how the rankings change because they update daily. It's not editorial editorially editorial it's all based on our users on our platform 
Interesting. Did like Will Smith jump up in the ranks after the os- the yes. slap? He did. Yeah. But our rankings are based on real time and all time. So we, if it was just recency, then the current, we don't want a current event to dictate too much because, you know, but so that's why we factor all time in the algorithm as well. Um, you know, so it's a combination of both. Out of all the number ones, who has the most searches overall? I don't know that offhand, um, but I will say that when we weren't factoring recency, Bieber was never going to move because he had such a huge lead because it was just all time. So that's why it's important to not just have it be based on all time. But if it was just based on recency, you know, it would be way too volatile. So it's a, it's a combination that we do to try to offer the best experience for our users. And I've seen before, cause I remember a few years back, do creators ever try to like game the, the system? And is that something that can be effective or is that, you know, not as much? You know, we are, we've been doing this 11 years. So we've, uh, our goal is to help users as best we can. So if somebody ranks 70,000, were to game our such attempt to game our site we've you know over the years uh made sure that we have protections in place to keep our site uh our rankings um helpful for users so and no, no one can buy rankings either you know we've had people ask to pay to be on the site we would not accept money to have a plep profile wow. and obviously we wouldn't let we wouldn't let people pay to uh affect their rankings we really want to make sure that we're agnostic and everything is user driven it's pretty cool and rare these days. You know, there are a lot of, I mean, you, you know, being on you know, LinkedIn and other platforms, half the major news outlets that people think are, you know, 100% uh, properly edited just have paid articles talking about how amazing somebody is. <laughs> well, you know, all we have is our brand at the end of the day. I think that, you know, the beauty of us having our own website, we have our own audience, our own traffic, direct on the web. So, um, but our brand matters and our, the fact that users continue to come back to to our platform and have a good experience is what matters. So that's always the North star. Do you think that, uh, artificially intelligence based creators will have a place on, uh, on the platform? Yes, I do. I, uh, I was against adding pets for a while, but I'm like, wait, users are searching for them. So we should get them on the platform. So there already are some CGI stars on famous birthdays. Um, so yeah, we're not going to get in the middle of that. If if users are interested in learning more about that and they're following that, then they're going to come on the platform. What about like cartoon characters? Yep. Marge Simpson's on the site. She was searched yesterday because Charlie D'Amelio dressed as up as her on Dancing with the Stars. Got it. So, yeah, we 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 match searches based on what the user wants. We even have universities on the site. Like if you search, you know, University of Pittsburgh, which is where I went, you can learn about the school and see who went there. Oh, that's really so, cool. Yeah, we're expanding behind just people because, again, we see the searches. The pets one is is definitely, I can see how that would be a hump to get over. <laughs> it was, but then I was like, wait, users want it like, I was like, is it going to make our site not as credible if you look up May 15 birthdays and you see four people and then a TikTok dog, you know, <laughs> but that said, if that's what users are looking for, <laughs> you know, we're not going to 
get in between that. We're going to stay agnostic. And frankly, once they made that decision, it was pretty obvious that it was the right call, even though I was very against it. Got it. That's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. So if a creator, you know, who does have a bunch of followers and isn't on there yet, how do they get on? Keep creating and doing what they, they're doing. You know, our users will end up searching for them and we'll see that. So if we're doing our job, the creator doesn't have to. You know, we have a contact submission form that we review, but we get, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of submissions. So that's not how we add creators. Got it. For the, you know, it's based on us, uh, you know, us seeing the user interest. Makes sense. So you've been, you've been doing it for a super long time. Are there any things that you haven't done with it that you, you know, you want to or want to get into? You know, we launched in different languages, which was cool. Um, that's great. Yeah. I think we're going to keep work figuring out ways we can add more utility on the platform to make it more sticky. Um, so I think there'll be more we do in the coming year. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations on everything. Thanks. Thanks so much for hopping on and chatting. Uh, everybody knows where they can, where they can find you. That's, you know, what this whole conversation was about. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it and your perspective on the, uh, the creator universe, because you have an interesting, uh, you know, unique data perspective on the, on the world, which again, nobody else in the world has. So awesome. Thank you. No, and I, I appreciate the, you know, great questions and, you know, it was definitely, I've seen a lot of the work you've done. So I was, you know, thanks for inviting me on the podcast and I enjoyed it. Thank you, man. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Peace.